Praise the Lord. Well, God is good. Amen. We have, uh, my time with you on the midweeks, have been ministering on faith, the life of faith, or living by faith. And um, so we have been working on this for going into our 11th month. Praise God. Isn't that amazing? And uh, every week coming at you at different angles uh, concerning some things about faith. And uh, let's look at some of our key verses here. Mark 11, let's put that up with us real quick. Uh, this is our, you know, key verse. Have faith in God, right? That's what he said to him. Amen. Of course, uh, the whole text there, what's going on there, he's answering a question. And uh, it's after he cursed the fig tree and then got a little bit of a uh, sermon that came after that. We did, we did spend a little time with that again uh, last week, of course, in that text. But uh, he said, have faith in God. Now, you know, a lot of times when you read that, you just think that's kind of a no-brainer statement. Uh, the word faith, again, uh, pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S is the Greek word, and it just means uh, belief in, uh, confidence, reliance, dependence, assurance, um, uh, even conviction is one of the synonyms for that word. And so uh, these are all, you know, depending on how it's used in a sentence, but, uh, uh, you know, trust is another key word. Trust actually is... Uh, uh, when you look in the Old Covenant, the word trust is the New Covenant's word faith, really. So, you know, trust in the Lord with what? All your heart, right? So that's what we should do. And uh, so it's a have faith in God. And, you know, spending some time with it throughout the year, you know, uh, even though it, it seems like it, it's kind of a no-brainer statement, to really be honest, the more you dive in it, the more you realize how necessary walking in faith every day, amen, how important it is, amen, and how easy sometimes even... Uh, we can, uh, you know, slip out of that. Uh, sometimes, too, we even get uh, maybe even uh, not even aware of the fact that we maybe aren't walking by faith. And so not that we're trying to focus on the negative side of it, but the idea is if you keep it in front of you, praise God. The Word even says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. So we keep hearing it, praise God. We become not only more aware of uh, you know, us walking by faith or not walking by faith, but also just the insight and revelation about faith. But uh, the Amplified brings out the word constantly. So have faith in God, what? Constantly, and which just makes sense. I mean, uh, you know, we need to walk by faith all the time, praise the Lord. Uh, the message translation, let's see here. It, uh, let's see, Jesus was matter, matter of fact. Uh, embrace this God life. And the reason I kind of wanted to read that translation, and, and we read it pretty much every week, um, is because he talks about it's the God life. It's, it's really what it's about. We walk by faith. That's how we live this thing. Uh, really embrace it, and nothing will be too much for you. This mountain, for instance, you know, just say go jump in the lake. No shuffling or shilly-shallying. Amen. And it's as good as done. Praise God. Amen. I Kind of wild how that said, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, but anyway, that's the message translation. Uh, Hebrews 10, kind of going along with this, verse 38, says that the just shall live by faith. That's, that's how we live. And again, the just, I, I probably spend a little time with that each week, but um, the just, that's you. Amen. You're the just. Smile real big at your neighbor and say, hi, just. Amen. Amen. That's who you are. Amen. If you know the Lord, then the word is clear that you are already justified. Amen. Because it was based on what he did for you, not based on what you did or didn't do. You can't live good enough or clean enough to be considered justified. Because it wasn't based on you. You know, and the word just, justified, is also the same, uh, same exact Greek word as righteous and righteousness, 
all that means the same thing. And you've become, you've been made the righteousness of God based on what Christ did. Amen. You were brought into a place of right standing with God because of what he did. And that's good news. Amen. So, but he says, listen, since you're the just, since that's who you are, then this is how you should live. Now, now we're talking about how you live. We live by faith. We live by our confidence, our reliance and dependence on God every day. We live with assurance. We live with conviction. Thank you for all that enthusiasm. Amen. We live with conviction. Amen. That's how we live. Praise God. We live uh, with reliance and dependence upon God. Amen. We rely on Him. Amen. Because sometimes it's real easy to rely on our own strength or real easy to rely on something else. Come on now. Instead of relying on Him. So that's some of the things we've been finding out. Tonight I'm going to talk about... Um, I'm going to talk about faith's partners, amen, things that work with your faith, uh, according to the Word, and um, uh, definitely things that we've talked about off and on. Some of them we've danced around quite a bit, um, but we're going to take some time to do that. Last week, of course, if you remember, for those that were here, we talked about really the, you know, the hindrances to our believing or our faith, you know. We talked about doubt. Um, we talked about, you know, fear, or actually we probably focus more on the emotions because fear, you know, comes out of that, you know, it's kind of an emotional thing. And so we kind of looked at it on an emotional point of view, not that there's anything wrong with your emotions, uh, but you're not to live by them. God's blessed you with emotions, but we're not to live by them. And if you start living by your emotions, what's happening, it starts dictating, pretty soon you're not walking by faith, you're living more by your emotions, see. Uh, the other thing we talk about is the senses, the five physical senses. You know, we walk by faith, not by sight. Amen. We don't live by how it looks or how we feel uh, or what we heard. Because there's a lot of times you're going to hear things that don't line up. Come on, right? You're going to see things that don't line up. You're going to uh, experience things that, uh, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but you're going to, you know, things that go on around you that don't line up. But that doesn't change how you live. Doesn't change how you believe, Right? So anyway, and then we also talked about last week, the last thing we ended up on was just talking about things like, you know, past experiences, because uh, sometimes we're moving along and God's wanting you to move forward in an area, and if you don't watch it, that past experience starts dictating. Pretty soon you stop because of what happened yesteryear. Instead of saying, wait a minute, that, you can't be moved by that. You got to move forward anyway. Come on, right? Trust God in this. Amen. So anyway, those are things we talked about that hinder your faith. So today we're going to talk about the things that, that aid uh, your faith or help you uh, help your faith. I, I just like to call them partners, things that partner with your faith that makes this, uh, this life of faith work, right? So we're going to start with uh, uh, still in the book of Hebrews. I think that's where we ended up. Hebrews 6 this time is a common one. And, uh, you know, like Paul said, you know, we're here to, you know, stir you up by reminding you. Amen. Actually, I think Peter said that. Stir you up by reminding you of these things. Amen. It's not that you haven't heard these things, but we're going to stir you up by reminding you of these things. Look at your neighbor and say, so get your catchers on. Come on now. Hallelujah. All right. So chapter 6 of Hebrews, and we're going to go, let's see, probably verse 9. I'll just start up there, kind of come in the uh, middle of a deal here, but he says, but beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you. Yes, things that accompany or echo your salvation, okay, though we speak in this manner. 
For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward his name, and that you have uh, ministered to the saints and do minister. Now, that's you know, kind of giving you that pat on the back, saying just keep on going. And we desire that each one of you, everybody say each one of you. Now, that would include each one of you. All right. Hallelujah. And we desire that each one of you show or express, he's talking about some, something that's being seen here, show the same diligence. Okay. And diligence may be the best way to, uh, you know, determination or um, talks about really, uh, you know, uh, aggressive, uh, intense effort, that word also means. But it just means it's just staying with it, sticking with it, praise God. So show the same diligence to the full assurance or expectation of hope until, what, the end. Everybody say, till the end. And that literally means to a definite point. Telos is the Greek word there. Uh, so you've got you know, you a purpose right now. You've got to go to the end. I mean, it's great how you got saved. Some of you had some great testimonies when you got saved, you know. Mine's pretty boring, but uh, a lot of people have just great testimonies, you know. Uh, the clouds parted and the sea, you know, stood up and uh, you had a wonderful, you know, experience when you came to know the Lord and, and uh, that's all wonderful. We rejoice in that and uh, had a lot of, you've had a lot of great testimonies since then. But how many know when it really comes down to it, it's really about finishing. It's not a really so much about how you start, it's how you finished. And that's what it is. And we got to go to the end, okay? Uh, so to the end, uh, telos, to a definite point, to the conclusion or till the results, right? That you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. That you do not become sluggish. Uh, the word there, sluggish, uh, some of your cross-references might say lazy, but the word actually literally means to avoid pain. Um, so in other words, when you're moving to a point, how I many know that there's pressure on? Come on now, we're talking about walking by faith. There's always something opposing or pressing you, right? And sometimes it don't feel fun. You know, I, I can't even tell you how many times, you know, you're telling somebody, this is how you live, how you walk, and they say, that's easy for you to say. You ever heard that? Have you ever said that? <laughs> Well, you know, sometimes we look at everybody else and we think, well, you know, you just don't understand what I'm going through right now. No, we totally understand what you're going through. And this is what he's talking about. Though. You don't become sluggish. You don't back up just because you're feeling some pressure. You got to stick with this thing. Amen. And uh, just because, you know, the uh, things ain't fun at the moment. You stay with it. Get past it. Praise God. Beat that sucker. Come on now. You know, you, uh, you, know, you, uh, you resist that enemy. Come on now. And, uh, you know, the... You know, sometimes, you know, we look at it even in the sense of, uh, you know, there's a test to pass. And every time you quit in the middle of it, you got to take that sucker over. Come on now, because the enemy always knows that he can get you in that area all the time. So you got you to gotta press through those moments. Amen. So, you know, uh, don't become sluggish. Amen. Uh, but imitate, and that word imitate is the Greek word mimic. Okay, where we get a word to mimic. Okay. Uh, so don't Im but Pardon me, don't become sluggish, but imitate those who, here we go, through faith and patience inherit the promises. Of course, the word promises is the, um, it's defined as uh, an expressed assurance on which expectation is to be based. So, in other words, you have throughout this word all kinds of promises, 
things that God has spoken to you by the word. Sometimes God has spoken things to you, uh, you know, in your personal time with him. Um, you know, he may have said something to you about something, you know, and talked to you. And so how many know that, uh, you know, if he said it, that's a promise. That's something you are to base your expectation on. Amen. So it says, but through faith and patience, you inherit those promises. So through faith, your reliance and your dependence on God and patience, so obviously that partners with your faith. Okay, so let's take a look at this word patience because this is one of the partners uh, with faith. How I many know you got to be patient too, right? Okay, but let me give you the Bible definitions again. Some of you have heard this multiple times. If you've been in this church for very long, you're going to hear these, uh, this get talked about. Uh, but the word patience means continuance, constancy, or to continue. Uh, words like perseverance, endurance, abiding, remaining, these are all words that come out of this same root word uh, for the word patience, okay? Now, the reason it's worthy of bringing that out because, um, I don't know, some time back, probably a few years back, I took the time and went through a, just a, a world college dictionary, a modern dictionary, um, and how the definitions of the word patience has changed over the years, okay? Um, even in the uh, 18, or was it uh, the original Webster's is pretty close to how it is in Scripture, uh, how it's defined in the Greek, but you get to, you know, a couple hundred years later, and it's got so watered down, uh, you know, that we don't even, you know, we start hearing, you know, faith and patience, we have a different perspective of that or a different view of that. So the word patience in the world, uh, you know, world's dictionaries means to be tolerant, or, or pardon me, tolerant understanding. That ain't how we're supposed to live. A tolerant understanding. It means bearing, this is what, how, how that dictionary words it. Bearing, the bearing of annoyance without complaint. That's one of its definitions, right? Just be patient, you know, bear it and, and just not say anything. Come on, right? Or no complaining, which I, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not in agreement with complaining, but, but sometimes we have a tendency just to bear things that we need to be resisting instead of putting up with it. Okay, and it also means to uh, suppress restlessness. That's the world's definition, but that's not the Bible definition. The Bible definition deals with constancy or to be constant. It refers to holding firm to the same principles or the same course of action. Viscosity is a word. I, I had no idea what that meant, so I had to look it up, but it basically means stick to itiveness. You stay with it. You stick to it. You keep moving. Amen? Um, it means uh, a persevering resolution, an unshaken determination, certainty of mind, steadfast purpose. These are all uh, ways of saying this word patience, all right? And that's why uh, the word patience, again, is, uses words in the, in the, new, King, or probably the, the new covenant uh, like continuance, constancy, perseverance, endurance, to abide, to remain, to stay. These are all, these are all words that, that use the same root word as this word patience. But through faith and patience, or staying constant with it. So through your believing in God and continuing to believe in God is how you obtain your promises. And the reason that's so important, because a lot of times, you know, in the pressure, we say, well, you know, I prayed that. 
or I said that once, or I prayed that once, or, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, I did that. And then, you know, though, as, having done all the stand, we, come on, we, we stay in this thing. Amen. Stay with it. Don't back down just because it don't look like it's happening. You know, I, I, I think of verses, uh, you know, like out of 1 Corinthians 15, it says, uh, uh, giving thanks because uh, he's given us the victory. In 2 Corinthians 2, it says, chapter 2, it says, giving thanks who always leads us in triumph. Well, he's, he's always giving you the victory. He's always leading you in triumph. So why would you want to quit? So you stay with it because why? If you stay with it, you mean by faith and being consistent with your faith, he's leading you in triumph and giving you your victory, praise God. Amen. Are you still with me? Hallelujah. Some of the... Uh, Years ago, just things that, you know, have been said about consistency. Uh, years ago, uh, Gloria Copeland, the Spirit of God spoke to her and said that, uh, told her that inconsistency lies the power. That's what the Spirit of God told her. Inconsistency lies the power. So that's how you get your promise, your promotion, your provision, you know, reaching your potential. you got to stay consistent with it. Uh, the You know, a lot of the... Uh, um, you know, successful folks out there, some of them save, some of them not. Jim Rohn says uh, that success isn't mysterious. It's the, it's the natural consequence of consistently applying basic fundamentals. Just stay with it, okay? Thomas Edison said many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. Just stay with it. Amen. Uh, Smith Wigglesworth said this, that many times what beats us is the enemy's willingness to outlast us. Press through these things, right? Hallelujah. Um, something uh, years ago, uh, I, I, I can't even remember now if this is something the Spirit told me or I read or heard somebody say, but uh, many come up short not for doing the wrong thing, but for not doing the right thing enough. We just don't stay with it. Amen. You're doing the right thing. You know, you're, you're doing, you're having, you're, you're standing, you're doing your part, you're, you're, you're making your declarations, you're releasing faith, you're praying, you're pressing in there. Amen. Just keep doing it. Are you still with me? See, if you don't become sluggish or, you know, become, you know, backing up because all of a sudden the pressure seems too great, you got to stick with this thing. Stay with it, praise God. Amen. Uh, let's read some more of this uh, back here in chapter 6. Uh, so through faith and patience, we inherit the promises for when God made a promise to Abram because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. So in other words, listen, by me, I'm, I'm going to do this for you, right? And so surely blessing, I will bless you and multiplying, I will multiply you. That's one of the things he said to him. And so after, here we go. So after he, talking about Abraham, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Now this word patiently endure is out of the same root word, a little bit different twist to it, but it means to be long-spirited, all right? So it just adds that to it. I thought that's pretty cool, uh, long-spirited, amen. Uh, one of the translations, I can't, didn't write it down. I think it's the message, though, of uh, verse 12. It says it this way, be like those who stay the course with committed faith and then get everything that's been promised, you know? So committed faith is how they word it. So that's kind of what you see with Abraham's life was a committed faith. That's really what he was. That's why he became, the word says he's referred to as the father of our faith. Amen. 
because we see uh, as a, a great example that he was, right? He obtained then the promise. Amen. So uh, anyway, praise God. Long-spirited, staying consistent. So let's look at uh, Hebrews 10 since we're in Hebrews. Now, like I said, today we're going to just we're going to take a look at some of these different things that uh, that assist or partner with your faith. I don't know how many we'll get to. We might only get to a few of them today, but um, you know, there's a handful of them definitely. Um, but the first one, of course, is uh, being consistent or patience through faith and patience. Amen. Uh, Hebrews 10 and 36, a common text again, but it says, For you have need of endurance. Everybody say endurance. endurance. Some translations say patient endurance. Okay, again, it's that same root word. All right. Uh, so, that you, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Now, you notice that the, the promise is always at the end of it. Remember, he's leading you in triumph. He's giving you the victory. The promise is yours. All the promises in him are yes and amen. Come on. You just stay with it. You'll receive your promise. We just can't get people to stay with it. Come on. That's really what it comes down to. Uh, somebody said, well, it never happened for me. It never worked for me. No, it will work. Stay with it. Stay with it. Amen. I mean, I get it when you're moving along. The Spirit of God might give you a little, you know, a little insight, a little more help, might give you a little clearer direction on some things, but you stay with it. Amen. If you stay with it, you get your promise. Right? Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. That's kind of. You got to stay with it, praise God. Stick with it, praise God. Amen. So through, uh, says you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise, praise God. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, that's a good promise. All right, praise God. Um, let's go to James, next book over, James 1. You really can't talk about, you know, patience or consistency without reading James 1. So let's look at that. It says, uh, I'm going to go to verse 2. It says, uh, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials or tests. Now, somebody said, what? That don't sound like fun. But he says to count it all joy. Why? Because knowing, you got to know something. If you know this, it isn't such a big deal. Know that the testing of your faith produces a thing called patience or consistency. Now, how many know your faith is always going to be tried? I mean, just because you said, I'm going to start believing God now, don't mean that all of a sudden, you know, the devil says, aw. Come on, that's usually a sign for him to at least try to push you a little bit and see how, much, how real that is in you. Now, as long as you settle it, amen, you know, resist him, pretty soon he's got to flee. But it always seems like it's inevitable about the time you say you're going to make a stand, here it comes, here comes the pressure. And if you know this, I mean, you got to know this. The Word says don't be ignorant of, of, of Satan's devices, you know, what he does. So one of those devices is he comes against your face. About the time you say you're going to make a stand in God, know that here comes the pressure. But just stand your ground. And if you do that, pretty soon he's got to back up. He's got, he'll, he's got to flee if you resist. All right? So praise the Lord. So it says here that knowing that the testing of faith produces patience, but here's what happens when patience is in gear, right? But let patience have its perfect work that you may be, here we go, perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Hmm. Now the word uh, here, perfect, uh, just means mature. Uh, the word uh, complete means whole. And, uh, of course, lacking nothing means lacking nothing. 
That's a good thing. So that means whatever it is you're believing for, you begin to, you know, you stand and keep standing. Guess what? These things begin to happen for you. Praise God. Everybody say, stay consistent. Stay consistent. Amen. Now, let's, uh, uh, we did read the tail end of this text here last week, but let's see it now in the light of what we're talking about this week. Uh, if any of you lack wisdom, then let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. And I, I, the reason I think that's uh, you know, so important to read that is because in the midst of your pressure, in the midst of your you know, pressing through things, you know, it, 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 ask for wisdom. Okay, if you, got, if you got the enemy breathing down your neck, that's a good time to ask God for some wisdom on what to do. Remember, submit to God, resist the devil, and he flees, right? So it's a good time to ask God for some wisdom. Amen. Do I need to do something, say something, pray something, declare something, zip my mouth, or open my mouth? Take a step forward or stand firm. I'm just saying that's, what, that's, that's just good. So, but he says, but when you ask, ask in faith with what? No doubting, right? For Did I read that? Maybe I didn't read the whole thing, right? If you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given. In other words, he won't hold nothing back, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. That's what we talked about last week. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he'll receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Now, the reason I read that again this week is because if you really stop and think about it, what doubt does is just the opposite of what consistency does. Because when you doubt, you're up and down, you're in, you're out, you're not consistent. You let that thought hit you, and then you start wavering, you start backing up, you're, you, you quit, you give up, and uh, you just can't go there. Okay, so just understand, when you're going to go there, then you're not receiving. But if you stay firm, stay consistent, praise God, promise comes. Thank you for all that enthusiasm. Come on, that's how this works. I'm on. And, uh, you know, just, you know, most of the time, if people just uh, would press through, uh, you know, they'd be amazed at what, what's on the other end of this thing. That breakthrough's on the other end of this thing. Uh, that answer, that provision, that promise, that promotion, that whatever it is that you're believing for. Amen. If you'll just stay with it, stick to it, praise God. What was that word again? Uh, stick to itiveness, but what was it? Uh, viscosity. Viscosity. That's going to be your new word, viscosity. Well, well, anyway, hallelujah, stay with it. Don't give up. Don't be double-minded. Don't be unstable. Amen. Don't let the enemy get in there and talk you out of something. Amen. Stay with it, praise God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, Bruce Lee says, long-term consistency trumps short-term intensity. Yeah, what a guy. That's Bruce Lee. That's pretty good. He actually makes some great quotes. But anyway, long-term consistency trumps short-term intensity. And believe me, over the years, I've seen a lot of short-term intensity. Hello. A lot of people that, yeah, let's go. And then two weeks later, you're like, where are they at? <laughs> right? So long-term consistency trumps short-term intensity. Amen. Anything that we're inconsistent with, you're probably not going to receive. You're going to cut your promise short. You hearing me today? 
Now, there's all kinds of things in here. Ain't got time to go through all of these things, but the Word talks about continuing things that you've learned. It talks about abiding in the Word, which means to continue in that Word. It talks about bearing fruit with patience. So you, got, you want to bear fruit? You stick with it. You stay with it. Pretty soon you start bearing the fruit. Praise God. Amen. So there's all kinds of verses we can go to that deal with this. So let's go to the next one, though, So since we only got so much time here today. And we're going to go to 1 Timothy 6. Let's look at another one here. 1 Timothy 6. Are you doing good? Yes. All right. Things that work with your faith, right? Uh, things that partner with your faith. All right. One being, of course, patience or consistency. Uh, the next one here, verse 12, a common text, at least for this house. Fight the good fight of faith. You know, lay hold. Uh, you know, that again is talking about attain it, possess it, seize it. That's probably lambano is probably what that word is there. Uh, so lay hold on that quality life, that eternal life, that life you're called to, right, uh, to which you were also called. And then here we go, have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So one of the things that's supposed to partner with your faith is your mouth, your confession, okay? Uh, how many know that... Uh, uh, it, uh, it's, it's, there's nothing, absolutely nothing positive about being negative. You know, sometimes what happens, we get, have a tendency to let our mouth get the better of us, and uh, we sink our own boat just because, you know, we might have prayed one thing. You know, you, like one brother said, he says, you, uh, you went in the prayer room and you prayed this, but then you came out the prayer room, come on, and, you know, you spoke against, basically contrary of what you prayed. You're not saying what you prayed, but you're saying something contrary. You know, uh, one of those things we talked about a little bit last week, you know, uh, when, you know, speaking unto that mountain, you know, saying to that mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea. And the word goes on to say that you're going you're gonna to have the things that you say if you don't doubt it in your heart. Amen. But it's the things you say. So you got to guard what you say. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Amen. You got to guard what you're saying. Amen. And that takes a little bit of discipline. I said that takes a little bit of discipline. <clears throat> you know, uh, one of the things that probably, uh, not that I probably have the time to get into all this, but um, I think a lot of times we just don't realize, you know, we've been made in His image and after His likeness. And you have creative ability. And your, your words, your mouth, is what's used just like his mouth was used. Come on. And he said, you know, let there be light. And there was. And then he said this, and it was. And he said this, and it was. And he said this, and it was. And then he said, now he's making you after his likeness and according to his image. And you're supposed to save. Amen. That's why death and life are in the power of the tongue because it's a creative force. So you can, you can either mess up your... Uh, you know, your life with your words, or you can make your life better with your words. Is anybody hearing me? Yes. And a lot of people just move on and not even think. They have no idea. They just go on, well, that's the way it looks, that's what I'm saying, or that's how I feel, so that's what I'm saying. And you don't realize that it, you keep, it's snowball, snowballing for you because you keep saying it. And you, think, keep, and you want to say, well, I just don't understand why it never gets better. Well, I can tell you. Well, you're just being critical. I'm being critical. I'm just telling you how the principle works. Amen. Well, I don't feel like saying anything good. Well, that's probably the time you need to say something that's good. 
Come on, right? So how do you, uh, you know, what do you do here? So this word confess, okay, or good confession, okay, uh, it, 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 the Greek word is homos logia, okay, it's made up of two words, okay, uh, homos logia, which means same word, okay. Uh, if you look it up in a concordance, it's also going to use, uh, it's going to say covenant acknowledgement, okay, which means acknowledging your covenant. So in other words, what he's saying is telling you, what he means by same word, this word. If you don't know what to say, say this. Say, well, I don't know what to say about this. Then don't say anything. Practice the, 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 the ministry of silence yes. for a minute until you get it figured out. Then listen, nowadays, we really have no excuses nowadays. Come on now, when you start hearing this, and a lot of people don't know any about this, have never been taught any of this, but for this house, you've heard it enough. Thank you for all that Right? So, I mean, we could just pull up a phone and look up a verse. What should I say? Well, you're on the phone all the time. Get on your phone and look up a verse. Right. Amen. If you're going to say something, say what's, what he says, right? That's why when it comes time to health and wholeness, you don't go talking around, I'm sick, I'm dying, I'm this, I'm... No, 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 by his stripes I'm healed. I'm still healed by his stripes. Right? I mean, you got to say the right thing. Amen. Get, get, to, uh, you know, get that creative uh, thing working for you and not against you. Amen. Still with me? Uh, you know, it's like the same thing about, you know, you, if, you're, if you're believing God for some increase to, you know, you got things to uh, you know, take care of, maybe for provision or some kind of thing. Don't go talking about how you're broke, busted, and disgusted all the time. You may be broke, busted, and disgusted, but stop talking broke, busted, and disgusted. Right? You got to start changing that. All right? You got to start saying what he said about it. All, you know, all my needs are met according to his riches in glory. When you start talking about his riches in glory, man, there's no limits. So I, I, all my needs are met. You might be staring at 10 needs, but you're saying, all my needs are met. You're going to have, that's what you start declaring. Come on, this is a Wednesday night crowd. Come on now. You got to get your mouth working for you. Amen. Uh, uh, let's go to Romans, Romans 10. Kind of see the same thing here, Romans 10. <clears throat> Listen, if you, want the, if you want the dog, you got to stop calling the cat. Right? Somebody said, what? Well, that's, this makes sense, right? How come every time I, you know, say kitty, 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 the cat always comes? I don't understand. Because well, you keep calling it. Well, you know, we just think about something that in a natural standpoint, we, we get that, but that's why you speak life, not death. The blessing, not curse. Come on. Are you still with me? Talk faith, not doubt. That's, that's how faith people talk. Amen. Listen, that's part of the stuff, uh, you know, I think earlier in the year I might have even kind of touched on this in one of the messages about this is what sets you apart. It's, it, it's what sets you apart. And you, and you may look out on the sense of, well, it makes me look weird. Well, so what? I mean, but when everything starts happening for you, now they're going to say, you know, hey, weirdo, I want tell me how you do that. Right? 
We're not in this thing to be everybody's friend. Amen. We're in this thing. And not that I'm looking to go be everybody's enemy either. But the point is, is that we're, we're in, you know, we, we live a certain way. That's this is the, how the just live. Part of it is it's the way we talk. And uh, the world don't get it. And they don't have to get it. But when they start seeing it manifest, pretty soon they're going to say, hmm, how come stuff works for you and ain't working for me? Well, let me explain it to you. You know, it gives you an opportunity then. Amen. So, uh, okay, let's get back to Romans. Romans 10. Is that where I told you to go? I think I gave you that right, Ben. Uh, we're going to go up here like verse 6, okay? But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. So, in other words, the, you know, th there's a way we talk here. But it tells you, first off, how not, what not to say. Uh, do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who will descend into the abyss, or hell, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. Now, how many know you're not, you're, now just think about this. If you're trying to get him to come down and fix something, it ain't happening. If you're trying to get him to go pay a price again for something he's already paid a price for, it ain't happening. So you got you, that ain't what you talk. Come, Lord Jesus, come, you know, touch my fevered brow. Well, it's not going to happen, okay? So what you do is you speak the promise, speak your, your covenant that by his stripes you're healed, right? And wholeness will begin to manifest. Still with me? Listen, I mean, it's, it's a, it's so, so much of the church, uh, they talk this. The stuff that the Word says not to say, they say. I mean, I've done whole sermons just on what the Bible says not to say. And you hear it constantly said. They say stuff that that person got rebuked for saying by God. Right? And we say it anyway. Come on now. I'm not just picking on everybody, but I'm just saying it tells you here what not to say. But then verse 8, let's look at verse 8 now. And it says this, but what does, in, in, in context, what does the righteousness of faith speak? Then how does it, what does it say? How do you and me as believers talk? Well, it says the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That's the word of faith which we preach. In other words, you get it in your heart and you get it coming out your mouth. You say what he said. Right? I mean, even when Jesus was dealing with the enemy himself. He didn't, you know, he didn't go toe-to-toe -to -toe in some natural arena with the devil. Here comes the temptation. What do he do? It is written, speaks the word. Comes at another temptation. It is written, spoke the word. Come at him in another temptation. It is written, spoke the word. So what happened? The enemy turned and tucked tail and ran and said he, he was going to wait and come back for another opportunity. Well, he didn't get one until Jesus was ready to lay down his life. But the point is, is the same way it worked, the same way he's telling us to do it, it's the same way it worked for him. Still with me? So you got to get the word near you, in your mouth, in your heart, because if it's in your heart, in abundance, the word says it's clearly it's going to come out your mouth. So that's why you meditate your promise, speak your promise. Are you still with me? Now I'm talking about what works with your faith. Because you might be believing for certain things. You might be praying about certain things. But if your mouth is saying opposite of what, you know, if you're saying something you're not praying, 
or you're saying the opposite of what you're praying, you've just negated what you prayed. I mean, you might as well know these things. I mean, it's irritating to not get somewhere when you're wanting something to happen, right? And then, you know, sometimes it's just good to know, okay, well, you know, I keep shooting myself in the foot all the time. I, keep, I can't understand why I keep limping. Why do I keep limping? Why do I keep limping? Why do I keep limping? Well, if you stop shooting yourself in the foot, you'd stop limping. Right? It's the same thing with our walk in God. Why do I keep stumbling and I never get anywhere with my faith? Well, maybe because you keep, in a sense, shooting yourself in the foot. No condemnation. Listen, there ain't no condemnation here with any of this. We've all been here. We've all been guilty of this. We've all been guilty of this kind of thing, where you got caught up in the situation, in the moment. Blah! I don't know about you, but after I get done with those little blah moments, now comes repentance. Because <laughs> now I'm all convicted because I know better than this, and i got to go back and make this right. Come on, get my head right, get my heart right, get my mouth right. <laughs> right? <laughs> I want my mouth working for me, not against me. All right, now here's the principle. Here we go. So now he says, uh, this is the word of faith which we preach, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Now, how many believe that? Now, that's, that's, a, that's, that's, that's how you get born again, isn't it? But how many know it's not just referring to a born-again experience here? He's trying to give the principle. The same way you got born again is the same way you change any other thing in your life. How you got born again, somebody said something, you heard it, you believed it, you spoke it. You got in agreement with what he said. You made a confession of faith, whether you knew you were doing it or not. A lot of times we don't understand why we did it, but somewhere along the line you confessed out your mouth, amen, that he's Lord. You believed it in your heart, you confessed it with your mouth, and you got the greatest miracle that could ever happen to a human being, ever happen to a human being, is a new birth, amen, a conversion, praise God, where you went from being hell-bound to being heaven-bound with, amen, by believing something in your heart. Come on, because somebody said something, you believed it, and you confessed it. And it changed. Massive miracle manifest. You may not even have knew the, un the extent of it. All you know is something's different. And the same way that worked for you to get born again is the same way you get health in your body, you get a provision, amen, you get that thing changed, that marriage changed, that child changed, that health condition changed. That's how it works. The same way. You hear it, you believe it, you speak it. You hear it, you believe it, you speak it. You hear it, you believe it, you speak it. And if you're still not believing it, you keep speaking it till you do believe it. Because then you, that's the key. You got to hear it and hear it and hear it. And, and get it, it working in your heart. And the more you believe it, believe it, believe it in your heart, the more it comes out your mouth. And the more you believe it in here, the easier it is to get it to come out your mouth. Amen. And all of a sudden you're changing your world around you just because you heard it, you believed it, and you're speaking it. Good. And all of a sudden everything shifts around you. 
Listen, there, this here principle, it, it works for everybody and whosoever. Doesn't matter how long you've been saved. My recommendation for the folks that maybe just got saved, amen, you go find yourself a verse for whatever it is you're believing for and just put that, write that down on a card, put it in your pocket. Tape it to your steering wheel. I don't care. Tape it to, you know, to your mirror, to your refrigerator, whatever it is you go to the most. Come on, somebody. And every time you see that baby, you say it again, and you say it again, and you say it again, and you say it again. Amen. Years ago, that was the only thing I'd learned. I, I even, uh, at the time, due to uh, certain kind of substances, a lot of, uh, you know, brain matter seemed to get a little bit off. <laughs> and my ability to, to remember certain things was pretty limited. And so, uh, you know, I always kind of, I hear somebody speak, and they say, oh, you know, to uh, memorize the word or something. Oh, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't even memorize my phone number. <laughs> and that's exactly, so you know, that was my excuse. I can't do this because I can't remember nothing. Well, then hold it in front of you. You say it enough, pretty soon you remember it. Amen. And so I just started one verse. I just took a verse that meant something to me, and I'd quote the reference, quote the verse, quote the reference. And I did that 50 times that day. Next day, I added another verse to it. Well, another verse that meant something to me. And I, I did this. So I quote the, the day before and the today's. And then the next day I had another one. The next day I had another. And then I, I'm adding more. And by the end of the week, I got seven verses I'm learning. And I, I, it didn't matter if I have to go back and look at my cue card. Okay. Didn't matter. But you just do it and you keep saying it. And pretty soon uh, it, I was up to, I don't know what it was, 300 and some odd verses. And every day, and some of them verses, even though they were like they were a cool verse, something that kind of, man, jumped at me when I was reading it or something that somebody said. And, but one day, man, I'm, as I'm doing that every day, all of a sudden, ding, 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 the, the elevator goes all the way to the top. Hallelujah, the bats fly out of the belfry. <laughs> Praise God. I mean, all of a sudden, man, it starts making sense. All of a sudden, it connects this one with this one, and now revelation begins to flow, all because you just start doing that kind of thing. Are you still with me? Yes. Well, the way I look at it, you can either sit here and talk the garbage or talk what he said. Well, I was kind of tired of the garbage. I'm tired of living in it. So I, I, I don't want to keep living in it, so I can't talk that anymore. So I change, amen, what I say out my mouth, what the Bible calls a confession and my confession now lines up with the book. And even though at first I didn't understand it all, maybe didn't even get it all, but I keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, and all of a sudden it clicks. Because you heard it enough, amen, and guess what? You'll believe what you say more than you'll believe what anybody else says. So if you get you saying the right thing, pretty soon it connects. Whatever, you just, you know, I'm just telling you. You get to quoting that, and pretty soon it's like, oh, I know what he said. I know what he meant. And the person, you go back to it, and you go, oh, you see it in context. Oh, and pretty soon you add another verse to it. Woo, woo, yeah. 
next thing you know, it's starting to manifest. Come on, somebody. Well, praise the Lord. So, verse 9, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you'll be saved. For, here's the principle, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness. Amen. In other words, you believed it. Amen. Somebody said it, but now you believed it. Amen. And with the mouth, now confession, that same word, homoslogia, covenant connection, same word, is now made unto your salvation. That word salvation there is the Greek word soteria, okay? The word prior to that, being saved, is the word sozo. They kind of mean the same thing, but it's just how it's used. But it's not just referring to a born-again experience. It means total deliverance, health, wholeness, preservation, safety. Come on. All of it's wrapped up in that word. It's the full meal deal. So the idea is this. The same way you got born again is the same way you get healed, the same way you get delivered, the same way you get provision, the same way you get that thing turned around, the same way you get safety. The same, come on, everything's wrapped up in that. So how does that work? Well, you believe it in your heart, and you begin to confess it out your mouth. And pretty soon, amen, you might, at first, it might just be, I don't get all this, but I don't care. The preacher man says to say it, so I'm going to say it. Well, at least you're saying it. But you keep doing it. And sometimes at first, like I said earlier, you know, it's, it takes discipline. Bite your tongue when you want to say something else. Because everybody obliged. About the time you say, I'm going to start guarding my words. Here comes somebody who wants to talk to you right away. I tell you what, every time I'm going to say something good about my boss. Here comes the employee that can't stand them. Isn't that the truth? I'm going to start believing God for my health and wholeness. And the next person comes, oh, my God, it's flu season. I mean, everybody's getting sick. You, get, you look like you're not looking so good. <laughs> say, well, I'm just going to say it like it is because I'm not going to lie. No, the Word says that when you say something contrary to the Word, according to James, it says you lie against the truth. So what would you rather be guilty of? Letting them think you're a liar or let him think you're a liar? I'd rather hook up with him any day. Come on, somebody. I'd rather not lie against the truth. And even if you got to say this, listen, <clears throat> I don't feel all that hot, but the Word of God says that by His stripes I'm healed. Now, if you, if you do that, see, I always feel like you got to live, live God loud. If you say that enough, pretty soon they'll stop asking you or saying stuff to you about it. I'm just saying. Well, I'm the healed. They look at you and go, you are not you say, the Word of God says I am. Here's what the Bible says. Here, you want to see it? Pretty soon they're going to go, oh, you're one of those. Yes, I am. <laughs> All I'm saying is you may be amazed how you just stand your ground. Amen. You might be amazed how fast healing comes in those kind of moments. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, if you want freedom, stop calling bondage. Right? Second uh, Corinthians 4. We'll look at one more, then we're going to move on to another one. Second Corinthians 4, verse, I'm going to just, verse 13. We'll look at that. 
We could probably spend all day on it, but let's look at this one. Verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 13 of 2 Corinthians says, And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what was written, according to what was written, I believed, and therefore I spoke. We also believe, and therefore we speak. But we do. Why? Because we're of the Spirit. See, that's just that's what sets you apart. That's what makes you different. Now, listen, I know that the majority of the, even the church world talks no different than the world. But you're not like everybody else. You're supposed to have the same spirit of faith. Come on now, that doesn't make anybody any better than anybody else, but I'm just saying, this, it's just when you start finding out what, how the principle works, listen, if I'm of that spirit, well, then that's how I'm going to hook up with that spirit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe and I'm going to talk like I'm supposed to. Anybody else with me? Yeah. All right. Can you handle one more tonight? Let's go to James, back to James, James chapter 2. Look at something else that works along with your faith. So being constant or consistent, you know, patient, I guess is what, how it says it. But, and, you know, confession, your words, your mouth. But how many know that even your, your works, your actions, right? Come on now. So let's look at, uh, I'll just read the whole text here. Verse 14. Chapter 2 of James, verse 14. What does it profit, my brother, if someone says he has faith but doesn't have any kind of works? Now, that word works just means a corresponding action or reaction. Corresponding action or reaction. Okay, now, uh, let me give you what the word corresponding. I looked up the word corresponding. So what does that mean, like a corresponding action or a corresponding reaction? Means something uh, respective, pertinent, something proper or relative, um, something parallel to or to be equal, adequate, proportional. I love this. Proportional to the magnitude of the contest or the magnitude of the fight or the opposition that you're under. So something proportional. So in other words, if you're, if you're, so basically just saying this, that Okay, if you're believing this, then your action should be something that's proportional to that. In other words, I'm believing God for this. Well, then your action, including your words and your consist, all that, all part of your actions, your action should be proportional to what you're believing for or what you say you're believing. Okay, we'll read on here. So... If someone says he has faith but does not have works, in other words, corresponding action, can faith save him? That's a question, right? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warm, be filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit, right? He's trying to show you and give you an understanding. Okay, so you could say all day long, be warm, be filled, but you're not going to help them do that, then, you know, you're not really doing anything for them. That's what he's saying. So in other words, your action... In benefiting anybody. Is that right? Thus also, verse 17, by faith by itself, if it does not have some kind of corresponding action, he calls it, it's dead. So you can say all day long, this is what it's coming down to, you can say all day long, I'm believing for this, but if your action says otherwise, then you're really not believing. So then it's without life. 
That's what it means by dead. Your faith is without life. It can't produce anything. It can't reproduce or produce anything because there's no action behind it. Because your action tells you, well, put it this way, your action reveals what you're really believing. So whether we're talking your words, your actions, your attitudes, uh, you know, you say, well, I'm believing God for this, but you're moping. What are you moping about? Or what are you depressed about? Or what are you mad about? Or what are you upset about? What are you all worked up about? Come on now. Now, we've all been here. Okay, why are you saying that then? How come you're acting that way then? See what I'm saying? Now, it's good to know these things, right? Because you're going along and all of a sudden you're like, well, I thought you said you believe in God. Well, I am. Right? What did you think? I'd say, yeah, I don't think you're believing. Because, I mean, you can't do that and say you believe it. See, you're talking something total opposite. Then what, your action's not, not standing behind what you say you're believing. So he's, what he's trying to bring out is, listen, if you're going you're gonna to walk by faith, then you're also going to have some corresponding action or a corresponding reaction is pretty key. And we've done a lot of sermons on the reactions, right? Come on. That many people, uh, they had an initial action that was great, but what's going to happen is here comes that pressure. Here it comes. And if you know it comes, here it comes, and you just stand your ground. It doesn't matter what comes. I'm, I'm standing my ground. So your reaction a lot of times is a thing that presses this thing through because your reaction lined up with your initial action of faith. Still with me? Listen, all this kind of stuff, it guards, uh, you know, that's the thing about, you know, that's, to be honest, it's also a reason why a lot of times people don't want to stick around here. Because we, we, we you got to be accountable your words, your actions, okay, when you're out and about, you know, we, we're not going to sit here and blow sunshine up your dress, <laughs> right? I mean, you might as well know the things that cause your faith to work yeah. or the things that kill your faith. I guess I could have came up with a better <laughs> illustration on that, but, but anyway, a little late now. Anyway, the point is... The point is, you know, we, we go along, and then we wonder why things ain't working. And then you get all upset at the preacher. You get all upset at God. You get all upset, well, yeah, I'll tell you what they say, do this. It's all going, oh, my knees are going to be mad. Oh, I'm the heel, I'm the heel, I'm the heel. <laughs> you know, right? And then they go around and understand why, well, yeah, yeah, I prayed that. It didn't work for me. So, you know, all that stuff's a bunch of bunk. No, it ain't bunk. It all works, but you got to stay with it. Well, I don't feel healed. Well, so what? You don't, you're not to move, be moved by your senses or be moved by your feelings. What are you believing? Are you actually trusting God then? See, we live by faith. We live by trusting God. We're not moved by how we feel. We're not moved by what, we're, you know, what somebody else said. This is what we do. We, act, we actually put a smile on our face. Don't want to.
Whatever it takes. But there should be some kind of corresponding action. Listen, anybody can say they believe something. Well, listen, I think it's even in this text. Let's look at that. Let's read it. Can you, did I already lose you? All right. Well, I mean, you know, sometimes you say something and just everybody, they're gone. I want to hear, I don't want to hear no more. <clears throat> Thus, faith by itself, if it does not have works, it's dead. It's lifeless. But someone will say, uh, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I'll show you my faith by my works. In other words, you're going to see by my corresponding action that I'm believing something. All right. You believe that there is one God and you do well. That's a, that's a good thing to believe, right? But get this, even the demons believe that. So just by you saying you believe that, is that enough? Well, even the de devils believe there's one God. I mean, there's one true God. <laughs> they don't follow him. But they, he's the one, but <laughs> I don't follow him. So my th point is that that's kind of a wild uh, deal. I mean, so to throw that in the mix, but he's just saying, listen, anybody can go around and say they believe something. <clears throat> but if your actions ain't, 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 ain't following suit, then you got to understand that you got to make some adjustments there. Are you glad you came out on a Wednesday night? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. But do you know, O foolish uh, word of victorians, that faith without works is dead, right? doesn't matter who we are. We've all been there. We've all done this. We've all been guilty of it. Come on. But if you understand it and you know it, then when you cross that line, you repent, you make it right, change it, get it right, get moving forward again. But don't think that if you're going to, you know, you're going to go out there and, and live something different than what you say you believe in and act and talk and all that kind of stuff, something different than you say you're praying, then don't think that when something doesn't manifest, don't get mad at God, don't get mad at the church, don't get mad at preacher man, come on. Come on, don't get mad at your spouse or get mad at your kids or, come on, mad at the, mad at the boss or the employees or whatever it is. Yeah, it, no, there are just certain things that make your faith work, that work with it, and certain things that oppose it. If you get a hold of it, it works. Anybody ever had one of those Rubik Cubes? Stupidest things I ever seen. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? One time, uh, uh, Ron and Judy's uh, youngest son was into all that. And, and uh, <laughs> he said, Here, try to get this thing. Christian, you're like, And Hand it to him. And he's <laughs> uh, give me that. Messed it all up for him again. Handed it back to him. He even put it behind his back. Went. <laughs> See, there was a way it worked. He knew what to do and how to do it to get it all to come. And it works. You hand it to me, I just say, that stuff don't work. <laughs> right? That's foolish. You'd pay money for one of these dumb things. 
It never works. So I just peel off the little color things and <laughs> put them where they belong. Put that baby up on the shelf, say, did her. <laughs> How many know I didn't? Right, come on now. The point is, there was a way that does, it does, there are, there's a way that works. And if you figure that out and do it right, it works. You ever work power equipment or any kind of stuff? There's certain things that you do and certain things you don't. You know, and the new guy on the, you know, the new guy comes in and doesn't know all the ins and outs, and he does something, does something crazy, and something gets all busted up, and, and he says, well, this stuff just don't work. And you're looking, no, it works just fine. You just got to know how to work it. Are you still with me? It's no different with faith. Faith worketh. You just got to know what makes it work and what causes it to not work. All right? Still with me? All right. So where are we at? What verse are we on now? 20? But do you, uh, do you know, oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works? Right. Wasn't it what he did, right? See, what he did proved he believed what God said. I mean, when you go to Hebrews 11, you read all the way through about faith, all the things that those men and women of God did that, that God bragged on them in the hall of faith, come on. He goes through and lists, and by faith, this person did this. If you read every one of them, what it was, it showed that it was an action that they did that proved they believed what he said. And as a result, they got a breakthrough. They got a miracle. They got the raise the dead, people healed, uh, the sea parts. Come on, somebody. Even with the sea parting, he wasn't going to part the sea until he said, take the staff in your hand, lift it, and say this. It's amazing. You go on and on. I mean, even when Jesus, with, with people being delivered, go show yourself to the priest. Well, they say, well, I don't feel like it. it's changing. I ain't going nowhere. This is stupid. Or they could have said, okay. So they started going. The word says, as they went, they were healed. Still with me? See, it's, their, their action, amen, connected with their faith, hallelujah, and they got, amen, a deliverance. All right. Uh, where are we at? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together? Faith was working together with his. Pardon me. Yeah, faith was working together with his works, and by works faith was made perfect. Now, how many know you're not saved by your works? But faith without some kind of corresponding action or works is dead. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Amen. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Likewise, was not Rahab, the harlot, also justified by works when she received the messengers uh, and, and sent them out another way? Talking about there at uh, Jericho there. And it says, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. I thought that's pretty good. Pretty good, you know, analogy, I guess, if that's the right word. Um, you know, just like when, you're, when, you're, uh, when, you're, when your spirit 
checks out of your body, this body just falls to the ground. It ain't going to get up. Because the, the body without the spirit is nothing. Because you, you are a spirit, you possess a soul, and you live in a body. A body's just an earth suit. It's what you got to have to live on this planet. Okay, but one day when the spirit checks out, come on, somebody, the body just falls, it starts rotting right off the bat. <clears throat> Are you still with me? So he said the same way that a body without a spirit is dead, the same thing, your faith without a corresponding action or reaction is also dead. Does that make sense? Did you get something tonight? Yeah. Whew, got those out of the way. That was amazing. Amen. Are you still glad you came out on a Wednesday night? Praise the Lord. I'm glad you did. Praise the Lord. All right. So why don't you go ahead and stand up? Praise the Lord. So we talked about, you know, patience or consistency, your confession, your mouth, your words, and your actions. Praise God. Your works. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Father, we give praise and glory once again. Thank you for these principles. Thank you, Lord God, for a faith that works. Praise God. Thank you, Lord God, for people that had an ear to hear it, a heart to receive it. And thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Change. Hallelujah. We're being made different. Hallelujah. Forgive us for the times maybe that we've, uh, you know, got our mouth going the wrong direction or actions and attitudes maybe going the wrong directions. And we know that you're faithful and just to forgive us. And so we're grateful for that. We're thankful for that. Thankful for the blood of Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. We stand, uh, Lord, uh, in, in thanks for that. Praise the Lord. But uh, we, we thank you that we're made free from all that yuck behind us, and we're pressing forward today, hallelujah, with a faith that works, amen, a faith, praise God, hallelujah, that has a, a corresponding action and corresponding words, praise God, hallelujah, and got to, Lord, well, just all these things that we're learning, amen, that just help our faith to move forward, praise God, and for that, we give you the praise in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.